listening to someone, just hearing their story. If you can't do something right then, you may know someone or simply just offering, you know, whatever you may have, even if it's just a little bit, it truly does add up to to making a, a great change in our community. Hey, everybody, this is Corey Dion Lewis, founder of The Healthy Project and host of The Healthy Project podcast. Now, before you listen to this great interview, I'd like to talk to you about My City, My Health. Uh, The My City, My Health conference presented by The Healthy Project will educate the audience about what health and community advocates are doing to improve the health of the most vulnerable and underserved in our community. There will be multiple panels discussing topics around culture and healthcare, mental health, prevention, and how we're collaborating with community-based organizations to really make a difference in our community. If you want to learn more about this in-person and virtual experience, you can go to mycity.health. If you want to have this conference in your city, email me, Corey at thehealthyproject.co. And we could talk more about how we could have a My City, My Health experience in your city, talking to the health and community leaders in your city about what you can do to improve the health of the people in your city. Again, thank you for supporting The Healthy Project. Thank you for tuning in to The Healthy Project, My City, My Health edition. I'm Krisha, and I'm going to be your host. I'm a junior at the University of Iowa, majoring in psychology and minoring in gender, health, and healthcare equity. I would like to thank Shayla for joining me this morning. Before we get started, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Shayla Morris. I currently work at Broadmont's Medical Center as their clinical pharmacy coordinator. So I'm working to implement different pharmacy-led initiatives throughout the hospital, specifically focusing on outpatient or ambulatory care services. That's super exciting stuff. I know we're here today to talk about the My City, My Health conference. And I was wondering if you could share what this conference means to you. Absolutely. Um, So I'm a native of Des Moines, so it's really exciting for me to see a group of local and community leaders coming together to discuss health equity and things that we can do to impact the patients in our community. Um, I've seen Des Moines change a lot over the past, you know, 10 to 15 years. Um, So now that I'm able to have a little bit more of an impact as well, um, again, it's just really exciting to see all of us coming together and having these discussions because I truly think it's so important. Yeah, I bet it definitely does like mean a lot since you're originally from Des Moines and then you're able to be part of this conference. It's really exciting stuff. So how do health disparities show in your work as a pharmacist and what business issues are at the forefront of your work? Yeah. Um, So pharmacy is a very patient-driven profession. Um, We're some of the most accessible healthcare uh, workers and providers that are, um, you know, really in the community as well as in hospitals and things like that. Personally, in my job, again, I work at Broadlands, which is a county hospital. So we're seeing about 70% of our patients um, having Medicaid or Medicare. And so a lot of those patients may have issues affording some of their medications, specifically if they are um, in a high cost area such as oncology or they have multiple medications, which we definitely see. Um, So we're working with our patients uh, to find medication assistance programs or other financial assistance programs 
in addition to, you know, sometimes they have other issues outside of their health that they may not be able to afford or are having problems with getting resources. So even though our focus is, of course, on their health, making sure that they can um, do what they need to do to stay healthy, we also try to make sure that we're addressing those other areas as well. Uh, so that's some of the things that we do at Broadlands. And then in general with pharmacy, um, there are a couple of issues, you know, sometimes we may not always get reimbursed for qualitative services outside of, you know, just dispensing a medication. But I think that there's been a lot of recent change and some legislative change as well to make sure that uh, not only pharmacists, but other healthcare professionals are getting reimbursed properly so we can continue to offer those services to our patients. Yeah, I know you were mentioning um kind of looking at other aspects of the patient's life. How has COVID kind of complicated that a little bit? I think COVID really exposed a lot of issues that were already occurring. It just threw it all to the forefront. Um, so with COVID, you know, people weren't going to hospitals, doctor's appointments, people weren't going anywhere. Um so, you know, if they may have unfortunately lost a job, now we've got transportation, food issues, um, accessibility to really anything that people may have taken for granted on a day-to-day -day basis. Or again, if someone was already struggling, COVID really just kind of smacked them down um, during a time where we were all struggling together. So luckily, over the past, you know, couple of years and somewhat more recently, we've started to see a shift back to whatever normal was, if we could even call it like that before. Um, but I think it just really provided a lot of awareness for people who may have been fortunate enough to not recognize issues that a majority of our country faced on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I really like how you mentioned exposing issues that were already there. Like these were already mm -hmm. happening, but it kind of just exactly. like in them a little bit. Right. Those cracks really opened up wide. And so a lot of people were able to see, you know, the inequities that we already had in our healthcare system um, issues, you know, just like you mentioned, were already occurring. So now we're, that those things have been exposed, we've got people that are able to make change and, and make positive impact. They're able to see those things and, and really make a difference. Yeah. So I know you uh, mentioned that health leaders like yourself are trying to make progress towards um, impact drivers of health. What are some of the challenges you face while you do this? Um, number one challenge is probably always funding. <laughs> um, it's very hard to fix things on a, on a large scale if you simply don't have the resources or money to do so. Um, but again, because I think a lot more people are aware there have been some changes so I mentioned a couple of state um, and federal legislative changes. There's been more bills being introduced to address these inequities. And I feel like there's been a lot more grant funding available, even at the local and community levels, um, so that people can expand different services, whether that is um, helping patients get to and from the hospital, right? So transportation issues. Um, we mentioned, or I mentioned the patient assistance programs that have always been available through manufacturers and other um, 
federal grants, but I think those are being more widely used. And so, for example, here at Broadlands, we're trying to centralize our patient assistance program to really have it as an available service for any patient of Broadlands. Um, and so that those people are recognized kind of at their entrance through the door versus having to get a procedure or a medication on the back end and they're like, I can't afford it. Um, so I think those are some things that we've been trying to do, but certainly funding is definitely an issue. Yeah, if you had unlimited money, I think things would be a lot easier. Oh, <laughs> but unfortunately, that is not always a reality. Definitely not the reality. But I, but I think that, you know, enough people are recognizing even small impacts that they can make. And so when you add up all of those things, it, it really does make a long-term difference. And I think the name of the game is sustainability, right? We don't want to just do something just to do it for this moment and say, good job and pat ourselves on the back. We want to make sure that whatever we're setting up in place for our patients and our community, we're able to sustain that long-term. Yeah, like this is obviously a huge problem, but there are like small things that we can do to kind of uh, make things a little bit better. So it's, mm -hmm. I feel like it's important to break it down into smaller parts just so it doesn't get super overwhelming. Absolutely. I tell my patients that, you know, all the time, any sort of little progress that you can make is going to help you in the long run. And it's the same with health equity. We can't change the world overnight, unfortunately, even though we all want to. Um, but it's little things that we can do each day and over time that will hopefully make our, our system better. So far, I've been feeling super inspired by everything that you've done in your community and are there like ways for community members to get involved with these efforts to help reduce these health disparities? Absolutely. Um, you know, just like we said, any little bit makes a difference. So I think the first thing to do is simply get knowledge about what's already going on in your community, because I guarantee you there's a lot more things than you probably realize. Um, so just taking the time to do some research, what are some nonprofit organizations um, in your community, whether that is helping out, you know, with schools and education. Um, I know we just had, I believe it was Back to School Iowa, where they were giving out free backpacks for kids and making sure that they had school supplies. Um, there are, you know, different organizations that you can volunteer your time with, um, whether that's, again, something, you know, providing transportation, um, helping with a particular community such as veterans or um, refugee populations. You know, in Iowa, we've had such a large amount of refugees come in, um, you know, through Afghanistan and other countries. So just finding different organizations that are already doing the work and then offering, you know, whatever service you feel that you may have, even if you think it's not a big deal right now, I guarantee you it's making a difference um, in somebody's life. Yeah, for sure. There's like small things that we can all do to kind of help combat this bigger issue at hand. Mm -hmm. I know that we discussed like many different strategies and potential solutions this morning, but what's one thing that you'd want your listeners to take away from our conversation today? I would say that the one thing to take away from this is again, you can make a difference in 
whatever you feel that you have to offer. Even if you think, you know, you are pretty busy or you're not exactly sure what skill set you can offer and you feel like health equity and and trying to, you know, save the world is uh, something very difficult. I guarantee you there is something that you can do to help contribute. And again, it's just learning about the different opportunities that are available, um, even if it's just volunteering your time listening to someone, just hearing their story. If you can't do something right then, you may know someone or simply just offering, you know, whatever you may have, even if it's just a little bit, it truly does add up to to making a, a great change in our community. Yeah, for sure. It's like important to just get started. And I feel like once you take that first step, it's often the hardest, but it's a lot easier to like get going from there. Exactly. If you look at, you know, the grand scheme of things, it definitely seems very overwhelming. So that's why I feel like just starting with something small, um, again, is that first step, whether that's a patient, you're trying to get, you know, make health care goals or changes in your life, or again, you're just wanting to contribute to improving your local community. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for the conference. I'm excited too. I'll be joining virtually. Oh, perfect. Thank you for joining us this morning. And as a reminder, you can come to the My City, My Health conference that's happening on November 11th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. to meet more of Des Moines' most influential health and community advocates.